Tune in to the Post-Victory Formation Podcast every Wednesday to hear Kyle and I's in-depth thoughts about the latest news around the league. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Post-Victory Formation Podcast. We are now deep, deep in the offseason, but we're still doing our best to bring you the news and notes of the week. Mike, I think the big story uh, breaking today, we're recording on a Thursday, breaking today, the NFL spending four more players for gambling violations. Dude, irritating. And I want to start right off the bat. Um, The one that irritates me the most is Isaiah Rogers, who was the one that placed the largest bet, the largest wager placed through the account was a $1,000 prop bet on the over and under of the rushing yards by a Colts running back. Which one? It, it hit. But, bro, you're making how many millions of dollars do you need to put a $1,000 bet on your own team? And then the other ones... Majority of the other bets were within the twenty-five to fifty-dollar range. What yeah. is mm-hmm. the point of that? I make bigger bets than that. All right, sound the bag alert. It is. It's very frustrating, especially. You know, we heard about the first round of suspensions. It was frustrating for me as a Detroit Lions fan, but now. If you're an Indianapolis Colts fan and you, one of your best best young players in Isaiah Rogers is now suspended indefinitely and has been released from the Colts, I mean, it's just, it does seem very childish, Mike. Like you said, these guys are making millions. And to lose it all over, <laughs> excuse me, lose it all over betting $1,000 it's tough. Now, on the flip side, though, if you're betting the over-under and you're betting, let's say, the under, I mean, there's a... Guys can, you know... It's very easy to go under in the league if, if you try. And so you get almost like a Pete Rose situation. And we know that the NFL has had to shield themselves from the claims that the games are fixed and whatnot. And if you're betting on the under as a running back, well, I'm sorry, if you're betting the under for your running back, you know, we knew the Colts were no good this past season. And Rogers could have been like, F it, these guys are a bunch of bums. You know, I'm betting the under. Already knows they were injured. Something was going on. Yeah, you just, that's not a good look for the league. And I... I understand the league's hard and fast approach here with them suspending them at least a year. Kyle, are you there? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I uh I mean right here, Jameis Williams or Jameson Williams, Detroit six games, Shaka Tooney, Washington indefinitely. Uh, Demetrius Taylor indefinitely, Isaiah Rogers indefinitely, Quintus uh, Nick, Cephas indefinitely. You know Nicholas uh, 
Pettit, uh, six career. Yeah. Six games. CJ Moore indefinitely. Yeah. No. Stanley Barry Hill, six games. Rashad Barry, huge name. Indefinitely. Yeah. Bro, I just, like, I don't even want to, like, talk too much on this because it's just fucking irritating. But after you saw what happened to Calvin Ridley. Yeah, exactly. There is a precedent, precedent set. Just don't do it. And this is all from last year. And he got caught before even anything yeah, football started last year. Essentially two years ago now. And they knew he cut it. Yeah, it's it's frustrating because a lot of the players have come out and said, well, that the that the player's handbook and the seminars that all of the rookie players have to go through, you know, introducing them to the ins and outs of the league, they talk about gambling. And the players have come out and said that it's still not altogether clear to them. Well, my takeaway from that is you have people, you have an agent, you have advisors, you're paying them probably pretty good money. Those guys, if you have any questions about it, it's their job to go in, dissect it and say, yep, you can do that or nope, you can't do that. And they just, they don't do it. I think some of the, I think some of the players coming out and saying that the rules aren't altogether clear to them is, I think they're just trying to protect their fellow NFL brethren, which I respect. I understand it. But like you said, Mike, there's been, we saw Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley was the one that kind of cracked the seal on all of this. And then you have the Lions players get busted. Granted, the Lions players were doing it in roughly the same time period as the Colts. But even so, you know, get ahead. If you know that you, if you hear what happened to the, like Jameson Williams, for example, betting on other league games inside the facility, there's almost a, a, a part of me says it'd be better, like, once you hear that there's more players under investigation, you'd be better off to, going to your agent or telling the league and be like, hey, I, I'm just going to tell you right now, I was I was doing this. I didn't know. You know, get ahead of it. Don't let the league bust you. And it's tough because you hate to see these young, these young players for something that seems so trivial to most potentially, you know, lose their lively NFL livelihoods. Like some of these guys, they probably will never play in the NFL again. Kyle, if I came up to you tomorrow and said, I will give you $5 million. You can't bet on any sports at all for six years. Are you taking that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, it should be that cut and dry. Like, Hey, you're getting paid so much money. Common sense, just like players stealing stuff or breaking laws or anything like that. Like you are now one of the highest earners in the world. A very high percentage of people that will never reach what you have. 
It's yeah. pretty simple. The, the average NFL career, I think, is like five to six years. You can wait that time, and then you can bet on all the sports your little heart desires. And if you really wanted to, I'm sure you got all your ins and outs still in the league and that nobody's really going to know about, and you can bet all you want to with the same information that you had beforehand. Yeah. I think a lot of these players, you know, a, a lot of NFL players, you hear about the stories of them coming up from nothing and, you know, making it big. And I love that. I love that the NFL gives oh, yeah. gives those type of opportunities. But I think some of it is players, you know, they go to college. We're, we're a couple of years in the NIL now. They go to college. They're playing college ball. They're still, they're betting on games. And it's more of just a, I'm doing it for fun, you know. I'm, I'm doing it to line my pockets, you know. Maybe send a little money back home, whatever the case. And they, it just becomes a natural behavior, you know. It's like, you know, some people play video games. Some people go ride bikes as hobbies, you know, whatever your hobby is. So they're, you know, and look at Isaiah Rogers. Like you said, his largest bet was a 1000 bucks, but there was tons of 25 $50 bets, you know, not breaking the bank, just, you know, spicing up a game that you might not otherwise watch. And that's perfectly fine. But these guys, then it just becomes a, a pattern of behavior and it becomes almost second nature to them. And then you get to the league. You don't, you don't think it's a big deal. You've got, you know, you've got your rookie seminar and you know, the attention spans of, youth these days i mean we've all sat in classes have been uninterested i'm sure i'm not, i'm pretty sure that the nfl introductory course is probably not that interesting it's easy to just skim over that and miss that part and then you continue on as normal behavior and then here you are you end up being a news headline it's it sucks and it sucks that you know this initial calvin ridley incident shed more light on this it didn't you know players weren't asking questions either to the league or their agents or their advisors or whoever and now we've seen this uh this pandemic of it now let me ask you this mike do you think now we've seen pr close to a dozen players suspended due to these gambling violations do you see it slowing down now no because i thought i would have Two months ago, three months ago, four months, a year ago. After Calvin Ridley's thing, I was like, oh, my God. You, that would just blow my mind if something like this happened again. And then boom, 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 boom. Yeah. But, more players. But at the same time, there wasn't a league-wide incentive to bring awareness to it. And after this late, this latest incident, you know, the league has come out and, you know, we even heard Tom Brady was going to be going around, going to teams saying, Hey, sports betting, it's bad. Don't do it here. Here are the rules of engagement. So. And I mean, I think, it, I think it's going to slow down, but again, we get to three years down the line and you get a new wave of players coming into the league. I could see another incident like this popping back up. Oh yeah, I know something's gonna pop up tomorrow. Not maybe not tomorrow, but next year and later on in the league or this this league season, I think you're gonna see another thing. 
But the six key rules that they share, I don't even know why you need to have a class for it. They're pretty simple. Number one, don't bet on the NFL. Number two, don't gamble at your team facility while traveling for a road game or staying at a team hotel. Number three, don't have someone bet for you. Number four, don't share team inside information. Number five, don't enter a sport book during the NFL playing season. Number six, don't play daily fantasy football. Those are pretty easy rules to live by. I I don't like number three. I I mean I do because number three rolls off a of number four. You're ro- you're 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 hey, you sweetie. Hold, listen, hey, su- listen. No, you got you're you're you got an away game. You're with the boys. Kirk Herb Street and Brent Musburger are on your TV. It's Saturday night college football. You know what's wrong? Throwing a little skin on the game. You know that's that is a little a little ridiculous in my eyes. Now, the okay. other rules, betting on the NFL, absolutely not. Betting in the team facility, absolutely not. But, man, you're at, it's a, you're on a road game, and you're at the hotel with the boys watching college football. There should be nothing wrong with laying a wager on that game. I agree, but you gotta you got to go to the extreme after you have an Isaiah Rogers information or incident happen. You were betting on your own running backs. I never would have thought that happened. So, boom, extreme measure. Like, it was common sense. Don't bet on your team. Right. During but, the uh, season. Again, it's, it's a college. When Jonathan betting, Taylor you're, got injured. You're betting a college football game, Mike. That's different than betting on your no, own I team. No, I, I do. Agree, I agree that betting on your own team is idiotic. That's a, And then giving information about your team to other bettors. That's essentially insider trading. You do that in the real world, Mike, you go to jail. Oh, yeah, I know. So, but, but man, I just, I agree that five out of the six rules are fine. But, man, I just have a big problem with considering the hotel or traveling. They can, that's still considered a team facility. I can't, I can't side with that one. No, I, I agree. But, what I'm getting at is like, I don't understand how you can put bet on your own team during the season before a game when I'm assuming it happened when Jonathan Taylor got injured. You know it's going to be an under. You do that. And then the NFL looks at it like, wow, this dude really just fucking did that after the Calvin Ridley issue or deal that happened. And then this guy. And these other six guys, I no more. I don't care if it's UFC, MMA, whatever. If it's fucking cricket overseas, you cannot bet on it right now because you couldn't even listen and not even bet on your own team. Like, hey, you made us well, go that, to the so harshest rule. So what you're proposing is this: they need to ban all all bet all betting. They need to ban all team betting right now. Because oh, yeah, all, all there sports. is still they can still bet on their phone at their house on an NBA game, you know, whatever. So I can I can agree with your argument that if they want to stop the sports betting, you can't pick and choose where you bet. You just you're done. No sports book, no betting on games, no despite the league. You just got to put a bullet in all of it. 
I I can agree with that because the current rules as they're written, they do create this kind of gray area. Yes. And it's like when I go to work, working in construction, I see a guy with all his hard hat or something on. You know he's like, sports betting. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> we, we do a lot. But it's like I understand you have your job tasks to do that's probably minute or simple or whatever, depending. But at the end of the day, you literally get paid to wear your vest and your hard hat. You're paying these NFL players to just go to the field, practice, play, take care of their body, everything. Dude, just hold off on the sports betting for like six years, which is the average career of an NFL player. Just park the brakes. You should take very, some, you should take some of your own advice, Mike. Telling them no, to stop telling them to stop their sports betting. You pay me five billion dollars, I won't touch my damn phone for a year. <laughs> okay. We, all right. Rolling on to the next subject. Yeah, so we, yeah. We hit the, I think we hit that one pretty good. Face shaking angry. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I got you <laughs> fired up, but something else that'll get you fired up is seeing your former Lord and Savior on HBO's Hard Knocks, as it looks like the New York Jets are going to be the team that will be featured on this upcoming season of Hard Knocks. You know, I like it. For one, I love to see Papa Aaron. But as much as I've said in previous episodes, he still pisses me off. As much as people are going to say right now that Hard Knocks doesn't give an in-depth kind of feel of what the team's doing this year. Okay, Kyle, hold on. Before I continue, do you think other teams watch Hard Knocks on how the team does? No. You don't think so at all? Like how how they prepare to do things or how they game plan? Or, or even how they practice. You don't think anybody at any team has looked into it and changed anything to do with, with maybe their program or added something or watched how a play unfolded and studied that play just because I, you know, I, you, you can watch them just as you watch film. Do you think I don't they've th- done I don't think anything? So. I don't think I dis- so. I disagree. There's a lot of actors on Hard Knocks. There is a lot of actors on Hard Knocks, but I'm still saying at the end of the day, I think, okay, I, it's going to give me a good feel on how I think the Jets are going to do next next year. And you may disagree, but I tell you what, how the Lions did and everything kind of got you fired up. Well, they started they, off a lot slower okay. than we anticipated, but yes, towards they the end, they towards the end, they lived up to the hype. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Or am I just totally in fucking left field here? I think so. I mean, look at the Cardinals. That was a that was a garbage fire from day one when they were featured on the preseason hard knocks. Yeah, and I then know. you had the you had the Cleveland Browns a few back this is a while ago, but when they had Hugh Jackson on there and then they turn around and go 0 and sixteen. Yeah, because all the teams watched how they were practicing and then slapped them. No. <laughs> no. This uh-huh. this is a little uh little far out there. But okay. I am I am going to be 
I'll probably be watching just for the fact that I don't like Aaron Rodgers, but there's a lot you of other Aaron players Rogers. on that team that I do like that, you know, we got Brees Hall returning. We had Garrett Wilson, and ex- he was an explosive receiver last year. You've got... Al Lazard. What's going to be interesting, too, is you're still going to have Zach Wilson hovering in the background. And if Hard Knocks is anything like they were for the Lions and featuring dead guy David Blau, I'm sure they're going to do a feature on dead guy Zach Wilson and his 14 wives because he's Mormon. So he... uh Hey, 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 not, no, not that we discriminate. Good for you. But he's not right. after the, he's, he's after his, his uh, mom's friend's dog, Milf Hunter. That age difference, that's getting towards mountain lion territory. But anyways, <laughs> there's a, there's a cast of characters on there. Robert Sala, he, he's a good, he's a great attitude. I think he, I think you're going to see that he is similar to like that Dan Campbell, you know, players coach. And I don't have the same thought as you that players, that they're going to steal information from the Jets. I still feel like the Jets are the third best team in the in the AFC East as it is. I don't think they're going to I do agree. any. I don't think there's anything that's going to be shown that's either going to elevate or, you know, relegate that status from being the third best team in their division. I agree. So, yeah, and I, said I, this don't, before. I don't see it as the negative that you do. Well, I want to piggyback off that really quick, just on how they're going to be the third best team in their division. I'll maybe give them a second, but... Yeah, it depends if Tua dies or not. Yes. You see it t- day in and day out in every other sport. Brooklyn Nets. Bring everybody and their brother and sister in. Throw the bag at everybody. Hey, everybody, come here. Terrible. Didn't do anything. Lakers, nothing. The bubble doesn't count. I'm you sorry. just hate to it see it. It doesn't count. But it's like all this is happening in basketball. And then you have other instances in football, too. The Rams kind of paid out a little bit, bringing in some other people. But, I mean. Paid off for the, the Rams. Year, it paid off for the Bucks. The next year, it totally went out. And no. The Bucks didn't throw the bag at everybody. They did the same thing that Las Vegas did the hockey team. The Golden the Knights. Knights. They were like, all right. Well, they well, see, okay, so let me stop you. The, we're juicing Bucks, up all the, the old the guy Bucks energizer did, yeah, batteries. The Bucks didn't have an expansion draft to build their roster. No, they just got everybody with one good year left in the tank that you could get for two to three million dollars. And they came out, they juiced up everybody with adrenaline shots before the game and they went out there and they performed the entire year and went and put knowledge over over strength and youth. The 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 Jets are just throwing money at people. Yeah. They're doing the same thing the Brooklyn Nets did. Well same thing the Lakers did. Same thing not, the Phoenix Suns are not, doing. I see I disagree with that. They've still got some they are definitely not the lowest team when it comes to cap space, I don't believe. I know no, we they're not. Discussed this a few weeks ago, but they're they're operating on a similar program. But they've got a lot more rookies and players that are still in their rookie deals than any of those teams that you just mentioned. So it needs to be something this year. 
maybe they can have next year, but after that, it's rebuild. Yeah, I I would agree with that because you're going to have Garrett Wilson wanting a new deal. Brees Hall, if he's the player that he was prior to getting injured last year, it'll be new deal. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just not convinced that Rodgers is going to get them where they need to go. They still have problems with the offensive line. And Rodgers, is, there's one thing we know, it's Rodgers loves to have a good old line. He, anytime a defensive player touches him, it's a federal emergency. So everybody's fault but mine copy correct so that's another thing that we'll have to look for in hard knocks is to see if he establishes a good repertoire with his o-line and just watch that watch that relationship play out if he decides that he wants the cameras on him i think he will some people don't think that some people think he'll want to shy away from the cameras i mean no no way yeah, I I I agree. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna want the cameras on him because that's just the type of guy he is. He's but, nonchalantly like, you know, a he'll diva. do a little he's poke a out when he's TMZ's a diva, there. He's a smile, diva. wink, and then go back in because you want to know what his next step's gonna be. He's not the Kardashians where they just have cameras in him the whole time. He tries to you know bounce out. It's a uh, um, calculated chaos. He's a diva. Or that. Kyle, you're going to make me drink after this episode. Well, you were going to drink anyway. Wow. All well, right. On well, on that bombshell, we'll, uh, we'll leave you for this week. Uh, be sure to give us a like, follow, subscribe, and we will talk to you guys next week. And keep, keep listening to these episodes, our old episodes. We did hit a big milestone. We're over 500 listeners now. We love it, and we definitely want to keep seeing more. And we can't thank you guys enough. Yeah, and and if you got any comments, you know, we post blur little blurbs on on Facebook. You know, throw a comment on on it. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. And if there's a subject you think we should be touching on, let us know. I mean, we're here to uh, we're here to entertain. So. Without without you guys listening, we're just talking to ourselves. So we thank you all, everybody, and stay classy there, fellow fans. Hey.